we talk about the reign of his presence and the glory of his presence glory is the atmosphere of heaven in the glory presence of god amazing things happen we learn how praise and worship can lead us to step into the glory presence of god so let's get ready this morning to make our declaration if you have your bible let's turn to mark chapter 11 and uh, we we'll look at verse 22 and 23 and then we will stand up uh, to make our declaration Mark chapter 11 verses 22 and 23 these are familiar verses for us Jesus said have faith in God and then verse 23 he said assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says Jesus said whoever says to the mountain be removed be cast into the sea he doesn't doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will be done he says he will have whatever he says so you know we all of us are uh, we encounter mountains in our lives any obstacle hindrance anything that just that's this is hindering us from moving forward things that happen now what did Jesus say when you face a mountain what do you do He said you speak to the mountain. Right? Don't magnify the mountain. Of course you recognize there is a mountain in my way, you know, it's stopping me. It's a hindrance. You recognize it. I'm not saying we deny it. There is no mountain, you know. <laughs> there is a mountain. You recognize that. But you don't magnify the mountain. Oh, how huge the mountain is. This is impossible to move. No. With God nothing is impossible. So when you see a mountain it can seem intimidating it's so much bigger than you but you don't get intimidated by it he said if you have faith you say to the mountain you speak to your mountain so command it to go speak to it so how long should i speak to it until it goes just keep speaking if you have faith this is what god said in his word i'm going to keep speaking to it until it moves right So don't magnify your mountain you recognize it but don't let the mountain be seem so big so impossible Jesus said you have faith you speak to it there are things in the natural realm that uh, things in the natural realm respond to our faith in God whether it's your body whether it's situations circumstances they respond to our faith in God and so you speak by faith you speak to your mountain you speak to your circumstances you speak to your situations you speak to your body your sickness does it you speak to it until it goes because you said if you have faith you say the mountain tell it to move it will move nothing will be impossible to now don't doubt in your heart now there will be thoughts coming in reasoning we all face that just because you have a thought a thought isn't a doubt until you believe it So you can't prevent those thoughts from coming. You know, will the mountain move? Well, it seems like it's getting bigger, man. <laughs> from the time I started talking to it, it's only becoming bigger. You know, so those kinds of thoughts will come. It's normal. It comes to everybody. But just because you have a thought doesn't mean you're in doubt. You're in doubt only when you embrace that thought. But you reject it. No. I'm not going to believe that thought. This mountain will move. Even if it seems like it's getting bigger, this mountain will move. You speak to it. Amen. So that's why we train ourselves every Sunday morning to speak the word, speak words of faith. So let's stand up to our feet right now, and we're going to declare what God has said about us, and uh, and uh, 
Say this out loud, bold and strong. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I am a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of His blessing. To many people, I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to Him, I am an absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Say hi to the person next to you, please. And give them your name. Say hello. And you may be seated after that. We've been uh, talking about the presence of God. And we've been using this little publication that we have called The Presence of God. Uh, hopefully you picked up a copy when you came in out there doors. But in case you don't have a copy uh, uh, and you're visiting with us or something, you just raise your hand up, please. And our, our, our greatest will come and give you a copy so you could just follow along. If you already have a copy and uh, didn't bring it, uh, that's okay. You can get it. You can study when you go home. Or if you prefer, you can always download a PDF version from our church website. Uh, right now, you can get, go there and uh, you'll find this book under the publications page. So what we've been doing is really talking about how you and I can experience the tangible presence of God. Uh, just to quickly review some of the things we've been speaking of in the last several Sundays. You know, there is the omnipresence of God. God is present everywhere. But the omnipresence of God, you know, He's present everywhere, but it doesn't really affect people. God is present everywhere. Not People don't you know, fall down on the streets and repent every time. There is the promised presence of God. Where God has promised his presence to you and me. He said, I'll never leave you. You are the temple of God. He said, where two or three are gathered together, I'm there in my name. It's a promised presence. But even though we believe as we believe in the promised presence, we acknowledge the promised presence. Still, you know, we still do all kinds of things that we are ashamed of later on. In fact, when two or three are gathered together in his name, they still end up fighting. <laughs> he is there, hey, but they fight. <laughs> and sometimes they fight real hard. So even the promised presence sometimes doesn't deter people or doesn't impact people in, in a very significant way. So what we've been talking about the last several Sundays is the manifest presence of God. That means it's God's presence that is so much higher in intensity that we actually recognize his presence in our spirit through our spiritual senses or at times even through our natural senses. It's the manifest presence of God. The presence of God that's recognizable, tangible to us. We are spirit beings. So our spirit, spirit has spiritual senses. It's capable of touching, of feeling, of hearing, of seeing. And so many times we can recognize God's presence uh, moving on us or in our midst. And sometimes we can recognize it even in the, in the natural realm. And we're talking about that manifest presence. In that presence of God, a lot of things happen. Our lives are changed and, and, and God does amazing things. And so we've, we've covered that. And uh, 
We've been talking about different ways in which the presence of God is manifested to us. When the presence of God is, is, is becomes tangible, uh, there are different ways we can recognize His presence. There are different ways in which this presence becomes uh, tangible, recognizable to us. We talked about the fire of His presence and we talked about the light of His presence. Today, we're going to cover a few more things. We're going to talk about the rain of His presence and we're going to talk about the glory of his presence. Now, just to recap something we, we talked about in the very first message in the series, uh, God told Moses to build a tabernacle. The tabernacle had three, por- three compartments, the outer coat, the inner coat, and the most holy place. Now, this tabernacle that Moses built was not just, you know, okay, here, you do something, I want to keep you busy kind of thing, but really it was a copy of what is actually in heaven. So in heaven... The Bible talks about the temple of God. And what Moses built is really a copy of that. That's the real. Are you with me? So when God gave this tabernacle for Moses to build on earth, he was trying to communicate something to us about how to access his presence. You go through the outer court, where it's basically a place of cleansing and sacrifice. You come into the inner court where there is the word of God, the revelation, there is uh, the light of revelation, there is the incense of 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 prayer and intercession that's the inner court but then there is the most holy place in the most holy place is the ark of the covenant and the mercy seat where god says "Ah, my presence will be on it and i will speak to you there now most of us as believers we live in the inner court and the outer court and inner courts we do all these spiritual disciplines and that is good. You know, we, we wash ourselves, we, we make the sacrifices, we read his word, we receive revelation, uh, we offer prayer and intercession. All of that is good, but all of that is only outer court and inner court experiences or exercises. What God wants us is to come into the most holy place where we can encounter the presence of God and hear him speak to us. Are you with me? And Jesus has made that way available. Hebrews 10 says, He's now opened up a way for us so that we can enter the most holy of holies through the blood of Christ. So every believer has instant access into the most holier, holy place, the holy of holies, the very presence of God. But the Bible says, in that same passage in Hebrews 10, let us draw near, meaning now it's up to us. We can stay outside in the outer court and do all those things. Yes, I am doing my sacrifices. And I'm, or we can go a little bit further into the inner court. We can have, you know, the word and we can have the revelation. We can pray and intercede and all that. Yeah, we're still there. But God says, let us draw near. Get in there to the most holy place. Where you actually experience the presence of God. Are you with me so far? So the call, the invitation for all of us is, hey, uh, the outer court, the inner court are good, they're important, but we are supposed to go past that and dwell in the most holy place where we encounter the presence of God and hear that intimate voice of God speaking to us and we have that place of intimacy with God which has been provided for us through Jesus Christ. Amen? So we're talking about that presence, the presence of God. Now, when the presence of God is manifest... We'll go into this chapter 6 now. Talk a little bit about the reign of His presence. When God's presence is manifest, sometimes we experience rain. The rain of His presence. His presence comes like rain. Now, all of us rec- you know, understand rain, you know, especially go through a hot, uh, the, uh, the, the heat of the summer. 
and on the first day the rains come, it is so refreshing. There's a beautiful smell off the ground as well. It's, it's very nice. It's refreshing. And, 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 and uh, we feel invigorated the rain of, uh, when the rain comes in the natural. And the Bible says in many places that God will come to us like the rain. Many scriptures. We look at some here. Psalm 72 verse 6. I'm on page 50. He shall come down like rain upon the grass. He will come down like rain. So we're not saying rain is God. We're just saying God comes like rain. So don't confuse the two. Right? He comes to us like the rain. Meaning bringing that kind of refreshing into our lives. Or again in Hosea 6.3, the latter part of that verse. He will come to us like the rain. Like the latter and former rain to the earth. In Zechariah 10.1, it says, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. So you ask Him for rain. Ask Him to rain down upon us in the time of the latter rain. You ask for it. What, is the rain, what will the rain of His presence do for us? It brings refreshing, like we mentioned. The Bible says in Acts 3.19 that refreshing comes from the presence of the now, sometimes we can get dry spiritually. You know, I've been walking with God all these years, and it can get really dry. And I've heard believers say that, you know, Pastor, I come to church, but it's, I feel so dry. Well, we need the rain of His presence. We need that. Can't afford to get dry. We need to get that presence upon our lives so that we are refreshed, experience the rain of His presence. And the rain of His presence causes fruitfulness. See, when rain comes, it causes the earth to become fruitful. In fact, the Bible says, He will come like the former, the early and the latter rain. The early rain comes at seed time. The latter rain comes at harvest. And God says, I will come like the rain to bring fruitfulness into your life. The early and the latter rain. So, why must we pursue the presence of God? Because His presence is like rain. It brings refreshing. And we all need it in our lives. And his rain, the rain of his presence, the Bible says, will cause the desert to blossom like the rose. The Bible says that he will make us, our souls, like well-watered gardens. Amen? So we need that. So that's why we must pursue and say, God, I want your presence. Because your presence is like rain to me. You will come like rain. Bring refresh. Chapter 7, we talk about another aspect of his presence, which is the glory of his presence. His presence releases his glory. Like we said last Sunday, heaven, the atmosphere of heaven is filled with the glory of God. So, in some cases in the Bible, when the word glory is used, it is talking about heaven. Glory is used to talk about heaven. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Talk about heaven. Glory is used to describe heaven. Philip, when he was being killed, he said, I see the Son of Man. I see him in glory, standing at the right hand of the Father. So he's, he's seeing into heaven. So the word glory is used to uh, Stephen being st- when he was stoned. He's seeing that. He's having this vision. And so glory is used to talk about the atmosphere of heaven. It talk, talk, talks to us about heaven. Glory is the manifest presence of God, the atmosphere of heaven being released here on earth. 
the glory of God. It's the manifestation of the nature of God in our midst. Now in the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament, we have many references to the glory of God being released among His people. Many times. Especially in the tabernacle and in the temple. The glory of God would fill His temple. His presence. The glory of His presence will fill the temple. There are two Hebrew words used in relationship to the glory presence of God. And I'll just make mention of them so we understand how to recognize the glory presence. Page 52, there is the word cardboard, which simply talks about a weighty, heavy presence. Meaning God's presence is felt like a thick cloud that comes in, heavy and weighty upon you. That you can no longer stand, you can no longer enter that, that place, that atmosphere. So there's a, a sense of his presence that is so thick, that heavy, weighty feeling. Where we say, you know, I cannot stand anymore in this environment. And that's why in many cases either the priest couldn't enter into the temple. Or if they were already there, they had to go down flat. Because there was the cardboard. The heavy, weighty presence of God. Are you with me? So what will happen? When the presence of God moves in. The cardboard, the glory presence of God moves in. You feel weak in your body. I can't stand here. Now this can happen to you in your own room. And I, I may have shared this earlier that there are times when I'm in my own just by myself. I'm, I'm an early person so it's usually between 3 and 5 in the morning. <laughs> it's not like God likes that time. It's just me. Or some of you, you might do it at night. But for me, I wake up early. So it may be 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm singing to God. But when I'm singing, of course, I'm not singing loudly. Can't wake anybody else up. And that's good because, you know. <laughs> but here I am, I'm, I'm praising, I'm worshipping God. And this heavy cardboard presence comes. Usually by that time I'm already in tears. I'm already in tears. But I can feel this heavy presence of God. Now, I'm in the living room, that's all. It's the same room, same table, same chairs, everything. But the environment is very different. The cardboard presence, the heavy, weighty presence of God has come. And I can feel that whole, my whole body just going weak. I, I can't stand in this presence. So most of the time I either just stop. I, I usually walk and pray, but I just stop, stand still, or just get down on my knees. I just, I just want to just feel, fall flat. Why? Something has changed in the atmosphere. It's the cardboard. It's the heavy, weighty presence of God. And it's accessible for all of us as believers. Amen? All of us. We can all experience the glory presence of God. The cardboard, that heavy weighty presence. Like I said last Sunday, all we do is we praise, we worship, we enter in to that presence. And in that presence, things happen in our lives. Things change in our lives. There's another word that's used to talk about the glory presence of God. It's the word Shekinah. Now the word Shekinah itself is not in the Bible. But it's used for communication. The word Shekinah is derived from another Hebrew word, Shakan. Shakan is the word that's used in the Bible in reference to the glory of God. And that word simply refers to the presence of God that dwells, that rests, that has come to settle. 
So the Shekinah glory is the presence of God that has come to rest, to dwell among his people. And that is God's desire. He says, I will dwell among them. See, God doesn't want to be a visitor. He wants to take up residence among his people. He wants his glory presence, his presence to reside, to abide among his people. That's his desire. In the Old Testament, it was a physical temple. In the New Testament, it's you and me, the people of God, who are the temple of God as a community. We are the temple. And the Shekinah is the glory presence of God abiding among a community. Are you with me? That's the glory presence of God. God desires that. And what our hearts desire really is to become that community where the glory presence of God abides, not just visits. You know, maybe this morning, we may, when we get into worship, we may feel the glory presence of God. You know, you may feel that. You may feel, experience that cardboard upon you. And you know, God's presence is here. It's so heavy, I can't stand. It may happen. But then when we close and go off, we're back into our own things, you know. But God says, look, I want to come in such a way that I dwell among you. I want to dwell among my people, is what God says. He wants his Shekinah glory to rest amongst us. But what is this glory? What is this glory presence we're talking about? You know, in, Mo- in, in Exodus 33, when Moses prayed and said, God, show me your glory. This is on the bottom of page 54. Exodus 33, 18 and 19, he said, God, show me your glory. God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will make mention of my name and I will be gracious and I will be compassionate. So in answer, in response to this request, show me your glory. God is saying, I will reveal to you my goodness, my name. Name always represents the nature of God, my nature, my mercy, and my compassion. So what is the glory? It is manifestations, that means things that you and I experience, manifestations of God's goodness, of God's nature, of God's mercy, and God's compassion. That's the glory presence of God. Are you with me so far? So when we, say, when we talk about the glory presence of God, we are saying that God will move amongst us, His presence will come upon us in such a way that we all, have, we all experience manifestations of the goodness of God, of the nature of God, of the mercies of God, and of the compassions of God. Amen? Now what would God do? Out of his goodness, he would heal the sick. He would intervene in our life situations. He would work miracles. He would do all kinds of things. He would express his nature to us. He's the healer. He's a deliverer. He's a redeemer. He's a provider. He expresses that nature to us. He manifests that, makes it real to us. He reveals his compassions, his mercies to us when we are in that glory presence. Are you with me? Now, here's an interesting thing. The glory presence of God in the Bible is almost always associated with a cloud. Almost every time that they, you find a report saying, you know, the, glo- the glory of God came in, there'll always be a cloud, like a cloud. There are times that people have said they have seen a physical cloud coming in, moving in. I haven't, but people have said they've seen a cloud just coming into the, the room that people are gathered together. 
But sometimes in our spirit, we recognize the glory presence of God, that God's presence has come in like a cloud, just covering this whole place. Just covering, Shah Khan, covering and dwelling among his people, the glory presence of God. But there are two things I want, to, I want us to understand about the cloud. A cloud is always a promise of rain. There's, there is the possibility that there might be rain, hail or snow. Same form, same water, but in different forms. There is the possibility of something being poured out on his people. So whenever there is the glory presence of God, you experience the kabod or the Shekinah presence of God. There is a promise saying, I'm going to pour out my mercies. I'm going to pour out my nature. I'm going to pour out my goodness. I'm going to pour out my compassion. The cloud has come. We can expect something to be poured out. Are you with me? But there's also one more thing. The reason the rain comes down to the earth and doesn't go off to the moon somewhere is because of gravity. There's a pull, right? So, you know, a little geography, the clouds, you know, the water droplets come and they condense on particles up there, it gets bigger and bigger. Until sometime where the pull of gravity is there and those droplets, they don't just remain up in the sky, they fall because of gravity. So what am I saying? When you recognize the kaboots, the glory presence of God, and you know God has come to reveal His goodness, His nature, His compassion, His mercy. That's the time for us to pull. There's got to be that pull. We want to make the cloud rain. Amen? Not like, wow, that's a nice cloud. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to know there was a cloud. But the cloud came for a purpose. It came to drain, you know, rain on us. But we have to pull. Receive from that cloud. His goodness, His mercy, His compassion. His nature, all who he is, he wants to pour out. That's the glory presence of God. Amen? Now, how do we step into it? How do we receive of it? So let's quickly mention that and then we will take some time to pray. It's on page 56. Praise and worship. We've shared this a few times in the past few Sundays. So in your personal time, like I said, or when we come together, you know, you... You enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. You just praise and worship God. If you are a singer and you can sing, great, do that. If you can't sing, it's okay. Just express some words of thanksgiving. Express some words of praise to God. But you enter his gates with thanksgiving, with praise. And then you enter in to worship. And when you start worshiping, the mind is completely focused on the Lord. You will begin to experience his presence. But it's so important for us to know that when we, by the time we come into that place of worship, we should be in a place of stillness. The Bible says, be still and know. So if I'm not knowing, maybe it's because I'm not being still. A prerequisite for me to know, the word know simply means to experience, to perceive, to make, to recognize, to experience personally. Be still so that you can recognize, you can perceive, you can experience. Be still and know. For me to know, I need to be still. Stillness requires two things. One, it requires silence. It means your cell phone is off, laptop closed. You are in a place of silence. Nothing disturbing. But stillness also means that you're in a place of quietness inside. Sometimes everything can be silent around you, but your soul is very busy. Shopping lists. Grocery list, people I need to call, things I need to do. I mean, that's normal. All of us, you know, are, we have lots of checklists and things like So also, although there is silence around, mind is very busy. But stillness also means quietness. 
the mind quiet we'll get to all these things later now i have only one focus it's the lord be still then you get into that place of stillness you're now ready to know experience his presence are you with me so far be still and no that i am the lord healer deliver everything that he is but i need to get myself still so coming into that place entering through praise is very good because when you're praising you're getting all your emotions everything to focus on god okay you know leave everything aside and you're, you're kind of pulling away and saying god you're a good god god i thank you uh, you're you're just you know you're taking you're starting off with the things that you can relate to and you're now focusing everything on all the focus on god so praise is so good because now you're praising him you're putting all your attention on him but then you move into worship but by that time you should be still and you're knowing you're recognizing him amen and that's something we should practice even when we come corporately you do it at home but when you come corporately here sunday morning it's time to praise in worship don't worry about you know what shirt the worship singer is wearing <laughs> oh is that blue again <laughs> or whatever hey too worry about these people on stage forget about them no just forget i mean thank god for them you know but what i'm saying is you start off with that praise your focus now must be on the lord don't let these things disturb you you know i as a pastor i get disturbed by a lot of things if i see a spelling mistake on that screen that disturbs me so most of the time i keep my eyes closed you know? <laughs> i'm just joking because i want everything to be right you know I don't like to see spelling mistakes and all that. So I have to fight all that, you know. Uh, so when I see the spelling mistake, oh no, I got to tell him now. Remember which song, which line? <laughs> How to make a mental note so I can give feedback, you know? But I need to get all that out. Get out! Come on, keep all that away. Keep that away. Ah, focus. Be still. It's so important. Do not let anything disturb you. There's so many things that can disturb you when you're coming into the service and all that. But you got to make a choice. I'm going to be still. because only when i'm still can i enjoy experience the presence if my mind is all confused or worked up you know there could be the most beautiful worship around me but my mind is thinking about or okay i need to go buy 2 kg chicken 3 kg rice <laughs> forget it you know forget it man you can have the cardboard shekinah anything happening not you're not being affected <laughs> Why? Because you're not in that place where you can experience the presence. Are you with me? So, how do I experience the presence? You come in with praise and worship, but in your in that place of worship, very important, your whole being has to be still, focused on the Lord. I'm not worried about anybody else, anything else, nothing else. Focused on him. You will begin to experience the tangible presence of god on your life all that we've been talking about sometimes he can come like fire sometimes he might come like a light shining into your life sometimes he might come like the rain just being refreshed renewed sometimes he might come like this heavy weighty presence and all these goodness and mercy all his compassions will begin to work in your life and whatever however he chooses it's fine but you are there in that place we are experiencing the tangible presence of god amen and the glory of god can release so many things in our midst chapter 9 i'll just make mention of it we won't go through it now talks about the power of his presence essentially when we are in that 
place of the presence, God's power is released in us. Mighty things can happen when we just respond by faith in that presence. Next Sunday will be the last message in this series. We will talk about how to follow the leading of His presence, how to flow with it. We will talk about that next Sunday. But what we want to do right now is just practice. I want us to, let's call our worship team up, please. And I want to just practice what we've heard right now. That we want to just get into that place of His presence and say, God, I want that presence. Just to touch my life. However you want, Lord. Whether you come to me like the rain, whether I sense the cardboard presence, whether I I experience the fire of his presence or, you know, however God wants to make himself known to me is fine. But this morning, as we just enter into that place of worship, we want to experience the manifest presence of God. Amen? Let's do that. And we'll just have a worship team with us and we will flow. We don't know exactly how it's going to work out. Are we just going to flow and we're just going to desire? You know, there's got to be that pull on the clouds. Saying, God, I want your presence. And while your presence is on me, God, do things in my life, whatever you please. You know, during the Toronto revival, there was one evening when the presence of God moved. And I think there were about 300 people who received gold teeth. It's like, God, why would you do such a thing? And it's all documented. It's not made up. God, why would you do such a thing? I mean, I know in heaven the streets are paved with gold. But why would you just caused this to happen. It wasn't one or two, it was 300 people, all documented, captured on video. It's here. Some people had like three or four of them just covered with gold. It wasn't like one teeth, but just three or four just up and down. Why would God do that? That's the glory of His presence. He just does out of His own goodness whatever He wishes. That's the presence of God. People with metal implants, suddenly the metal implant just disappears. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. In His presence. God just does all these things. Amen? And God's the same God in Bangalore as He is in Chikmangalore or Toronto or any other part of the world. He's the same God. It's the same glory. It's the same presence. Let's enter in. Let's just focus on Him and say, God, I want your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love, Father. Just focus on the love of God this morning. Say, God, I thank you. You love me so much. I'm lovable by God. I'm loved by God. You love me so much. And you sing over me, God. You love me. Thank you for your love. Just focus on him. Just thank him for his love for you. Doesn't matter what people have said about you. Doesn't matter if people don't think you're that great or whatever. You know, don't worry about it. Just thank him for his love. Father, thank you for your love. As a father in heaven, you love us, Lord. That love is so deep, so strong. Never lets go. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Let's go ahead, thank him for his love for you.
presence of God right here this morning. Press in, tap into the presence. Come on, just get in the flow, get in the flow. Thank you for your presence. Can we sing that song? I feel the arms of the Father. Let's that part start from there. I am surrounded by the arms of my Father. Sing it, saints. surrounded by your arms you surround us your arms of love you just release songs of deliverance upon us thank you oh God thank you Sing that again. I am surrounded by the arms of the Father, and I want you just to 
receive that love, that, that Father's love, and just say, yes, my Father in heaven, He surrounds me with love. I'm accepted. I'm embraced by the Father. I want you to receive that love. The Father's love for you. We sing that again. You're the God who crushes your enemy underneath your feet, God. You crush the enemy, God. You're such a mighty God. You're such a mighty God. 
you crush the enemy underneath our feet. We just thank you. Thank you, God. Father, I also thank you for your angels that are, have been sent here, God, just to minister to the saints. The angels are here in this place ministering to the saints. They've been sent to minister to us who are the heirs of salvation. I thank you, O God. Thank you, God. What I sense right now is is God being in our midst as this great and mighty God who crushes things under his feet, things that trouble us, things that oppress us. I sense him here in that kind of a presence. He's here just to crush those things underneath his feet like a mighty God. I sense his angels here just, just being released in our midst to loosen the chains that have been holding us. So, if you just feel there are things in your life that have been just oppressing you, whatever it might be, maybe this physical, emotional, financial, but those, those things are like this big enemy that's oppressing you. I want, I want you to just recognize God is here as the mighty deliverer, as a mighty God. And also to recognize his angels that have come here to break those chains that, are, that might be holding you, whether they're, whatever those chains are, addictive behaviors, our habits, you feel chained by those things. God sent his angels to minister to us, his saints. So as you're standing here, I just want you to receive that. Say, God, you crush this thing, Lord, under your feet. Whatever that's in your life, and whatever that might be, you say, God, crush this thing underneath your feet. You take a hold of that right now. I'm just telling you what I'm sensing in the spirit. Now, by faith, you step in and you receive that. You say, God, this thing in my life, I want it crushed, God. I don't know what it might be in your life. Whatever demonic work that's been going on, you say, God, I'm receiving you as my mighty deliverer. Crush this thing in my life. Crush it down. Or if there are chains that have been holding you, Say, God, I receive my freedom right now. I receive it. I receive it. Just say, God, I receive this. Break these chains off, Lord. Father, even now, let the angels of God move in this place right now. Breaking off those chains. Releasing people from every addictive behavior. Everything that's holding them. In the name of Jesus, I command those chains broken. Broken, 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 broken in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Those things will not hold you any longer. They will not hold you any longer. They will not hold you any longer. Right now, the angels of God break those chains off your life. 
God, I just thank you. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whatever is oppressing, whatever has been troubling you, say, God, crush it underneath my feet. Crush it underneath, underneath your feet, God. You crush it for me. Crush it for me, God. Thank you, God. Let every sickness, every disease, every demonic work, every torment be crushed now in the name of Jesus. I declare in the life of God's people, these things are crushed. They are free. They are free. They are free. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And what I'm just sensing right now, one last thing I want to pray for, is really an unfinished and unfinished construction, an unfinished home or, or construction, a building that's under construction, but it's unfinished and, and, and you're stuck in that place. So I don't know if there's any person here, you identify with what I'm saying, that you have an, a construction that's going on, it's unfinished, you're stuck in it for some reason, whatever that reason might be. Or we're going to just pray and release God's intervention into that situation right now. So if you, do, you just want prayer for that, if you, don't, if you don't mind, just raise your hands and I'll pray. Are people here that way? Anybody else? I see some hands going up. Just put your hand up. Let me just pray. Father, I just pray with these people here, God. Raise their hand up. And you want to step in right now, God, into that unfinished construction that's been happening. In the name of Jesus, send your angels, God. Send divine intervention into these situations, God. And turn things around, Father. Let them see the completion of this work. Let them see the completion of what has begun. Let every hindrance be dismantled in the name of Jesus. Let every oppression be dismantled. Let every obstruction be dismantled in the name of Jesus. And I command that all and each one of these construction works that be brought to completion quickly in the name of Jesus because we release God's will right now into those situations. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Let's stand to our feet and be close. Thank you, guys. Father, we just thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you've done this morning, God. And as we walk, 
leave from this place that we will see the works of God. We thank you, Father. Lord, we just bless your people as we declare that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, our Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit will be with each one of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a good Father's Day afternoon. (laughs) Enjoy time with your family. God bless you again. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.